What's going on, guys? Welcome to the American Sports Podcast. It's Sam here today with JJ for our first podcast together on this podcast. I was on his podcast, the Real Talk Podcast, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that one after we get through the, the meat and potatoes. But today we're going to talk some uh, some Super Bowl, and there's a little bit of NFL in general we've got to talk about before that, but mainly we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl and it's going to be a good time. The game is coming up this Sunday, the 7th, between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So we're all very excited about that, obviously. It's going to be a great game, and uh, hopefully it lives up to its uh, big, uh, what billing will say. So, facts, the hype. But, as I just said, there's a little bit of just general NFL news we're going to talk about first. And that is the Matthew Stafford trade to the Rams. I haven't gotten the opportunity to talk about that on uh, any outlet yet. So we're going to take the time to do that now. And so the the, the uh, terms of the deal was Matthew Stafford to the L.A. Rams in exchange for Jared Goff, a 2022 first-round pick and a 2023 first-round pick going to the Lions. So... Pretty huge deal, especially coming in, what, it was, it was late January when that came out. So, just an absolute banger of a deal. JJ, who do you think won that trade? Um, Personally, I think the Rams won the trade just because they are a more polished team. You know, the Lions literally just came off of like a three-win season. So, I think right now the Rams definitely won the trade. But, I mean, that could change over time, you know. We have to look at it from a year later, two years later, and then that's when we'll really be able to, like, finalize our decisions. But I think the Rams definitely won this trade with their West Coast offense and Matthew Stafford. Yeah, no, a lot of people actually think the the Lions won because, you know, they, they just swapped quarterbacks and got some draft capital. But they actually have to hit on those draft picks for it to actually be worth it for them. And there's obviously no guarantee there. It's just a bit riskier than, you know, just having a better player right now, I guess. Yeah, so, facts. So that's why both teams won in my mind. Uh, the Rams got to shed Jared Goff's, what, $30-plus million per year contract and take on Matt Stafford, who is widely considered to be a more talented quarterback. Especially, mm-hmm. obviously, Sean McVay thinks that. And I still think Jared Goff has uh, juice left in the tank, though, and I think he'll be good with the Lions because their new GM is actually the guy who was responsible for drafting Jared Goff on the Rams. So he definitely will have faith in Goff. Their organization will. And I think with the correct weapons, Goff will be fine there. And obviously the draft capital will help the Lions in a potential rebuild. So I think both teams definitely won. They got their fair share of assets, got what they needed for right now. And, you know, the Rams really are probably – you think the Rams are going to be the best team in the NFC next year now? Uh, I don't know. It all depends on – like the off se- like the offseason hasn't even started yet. We don't even know what big That's moves true. are going to happen next. But, I mean – I definitely think that they can they can become a better team. Um, yeah, I think they've improved. I don't know if they're gonna be the best team, but um, definitely better chance down winning their their stacked division. I think if things were to say the same, I think they would be because 
The Packers, I think they'd be neck and neck with the Packers because the Saints just lost Drew Brees. I mean, the Bucks could be up there, but we don't know if Tom Brady can keep it up. I mean, it's it's a matter of time at this point. We're going to talk about Tom Brady pretty soon, by the way. But Thomas. for now, <laughs> for now, I think the Rams have set them up, set themselves up well for a good run in the next two years or so. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think this was a um, a great move for the organization. I think that Matt Stafford will definitely fit into their West Coast offensive style. Um, so yeah, I think this is gonna this is just a great trade for both teams. Yeah, for sure, definitely true. So that just about wraps up that little segment to start off, and now we're gonna get into the the real topic today, and that is Super Bowl Fifty Five between. Yes, the Chiefs sir. and the Buccaneers. Yeah, it's going to be it's a very hyped game right now. Basically the the goat versus the baby goat. And <laughs> so so pretty much we're just going to go over to keys of the game in all four phases of the 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 game. Uh not including special teams. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. I think you in our last recording you were talking about Harrison Butker. So by the way guys, we did actually try to record this but JJ over here had some issues, so... Yeah, my bad, Sam. My bad's on me. <laughs> it's all good. We're just we're just seasoned now. It's already it's already going super smooth, so... We just There's like Brady, bro. We just like Brady. Facts. We seasoned vets. Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> all right, so... So, yeah, let's let's start off. We, I, was, I was talking about how uh, we're going to go through the four phases. We're also going to talk a little bit about their just passing games respectively and then finish off with some nice, nice predictions of what's going to happen. So it's going to be a good pod, and we'll start off with our keys to the game for the Chiefs, and we'll start on their offensive side of the ball. JJ, what would you think would be a key for the Chiefs' offense to succeed in this game? Well, first things first, I just wanted to point out that the Chiefs are missing two Pro, pro Bowl caliber uh, tackles. And Andy Reid actually said in an interview that he's having his linemen practice at all five positions. So that is definitely going to be a um, downside to the Chiefs offense, especially because having an address in the NFL kind of keeps the quarterback inside the pocket. And Mahomes just thrives when he's outside the pocket. So that's going to be one thing. But I think a key for the Chiefs is that if they get Tyreek Hill going early, like the last time they played, he actually had 200 receiving yards in the first quarter. So if they could get Tyreek Hill moving early, I think the Chiefs are going to almost be unstoppable in this game. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I wouldn't count on them getting Reek going in the same way because the Bucks will obviously be wary of that. But I think oh, for sure, if he... Yeah. If he has a huge day, I really don't think there's a chance the Bucks win. So getting him going will be key. Definitely that offensive line, especially relative to the strength of the Bucks D line, which is one of the best in the league. And uh, their front seven as a whole is just absolutely dominant, especially against the run. So the Chiefs' own line is going to have to play up, especially without those tackles. And I think they're also going to have to get the short intermediate game working because that was their game plan against the Chiefs, or I'm sorry, against the Bills, because Patty was a little bit banged up, so they went to that short intermediate game a lot and absolutely shredded the Bills that way. So I think, 
I think uh, the Bucks will play with their safeties deep a lot. I think they'll be doubling Tyreek down the field. And so as a result, I think they're going to have to get that short intermediate game going with possibly their other guys with Reek too. But yeah, as, as you said before, I think if they get Reek going deep down the field like they did in the regular season game, I think the Bucks don't stand a chance, honestly. Reek, sir. Yeah. He's a cheetah. They gave him that name for a reason, bro. He's fast as heck. That is facts. That is facts. And same with all the other weapons they have, like Miko Hardman, very fast. Like they, man, it's just crazy because they the Bucks have to respect that, especially since what Tyreek did. So they're just gonna have to spread their defense out so much, and then Patty will just be able to shred them underneath, which is it's scary for the bucks. All right. So, now we'll we'll move on to the Chiefs defensive keys. So, their defense is definitely the less notable part of their team, at least to most people. They do have some big difference makers though, including the Honey Badger Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones on the D-line. Frank Clark is a good edge rusher. So, it's a, it's a decent defense as a whole, but they haven't been great in the red zone, and that's going to be a big problem for them since Tom Brady, he, he's got something like 30 plus touchdowns in the red zone this year to zero picks. So it's going to be not a great red zone defense against possibly the best red zone quarterback in the league. So that phase of the game is absolutely crucial for the chiefs defense. And if they can, if they can limit the Bucks in the red zone to field goals, then that's that's huge for them, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think any team would take a field goal or take allowing a field goal over a touchdown any day, especially in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, you're yeah. right about that. Yeah, and against Tom Brady, I think it's even more paramount, honestly. And if they can hold, hold them off in the red zone, then Patty will just be able to destroy them. Basically, the Chiefs defense has to, I think, stop the Bucks enough so that, mm, honestly, the Chiefs defense doesn't really have to do anything because, I mean, they gave up a lot of points to the, the Niners in the first three quarters, and then Patrick and the, the Chiefs just came back, so. Yeah, dude, the Chiefs are just that comeback team, man. They, yeah. they, they're either down early and they come back or they're up a lot and they let the other team come back. It's either one or the other. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's just going to make the game interesting, though. So I'm all up for it. That's what I'm saying. I mean, these are the, the two comeback teams. Obviously, mm. Patrick Mahomes and that offense, they can score at will, basically. And Tom Brady just has the experience and mental fortitude to be able to come back in big games like Super Bowl... Oh man, well, I think that was Super Bowl Fifty One against the Falcons. We all saw that. Yeah. So, yeah. So these are the the comeback teams of the NFL for sure. And so that means, I mean, the Chiefs' defense, they just have to do everything they can to shut down Brady and that passing offense. Really. Yeah. No, nah, I just wanted to say real quick. I just think I gotta give a props to the Bucks, um, GM and their organization for just literally just going all in. Um, last yeah. off season and just like picking up Tom Brady. I mean, I don't know how much credit we could give them for getting Gronk because I think that was more on Tom Brady's end of getting Gronk. But picking up Antonio Brown, a bunch of new weapons, improving their defense. They got Leonard Fournette and um, 
I don't know if they who else did they get in the running back position? Didn't they get a new someone new? They 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 picked they did draft Keyshawn Vaughn and they signed LaShawn McCoy. So yeah, yeah, LaShawn McCoy. That's who I was missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, they just literally went all in to improve their team and look where they got them now. It just goes to show that um, really any you could change your team completely around. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that real quick. Yeah, I definitely agree. They did a good job of surrounding Brady with the weapons he needed, which is what we in New England could not do, which is unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, you guys just came off of just being a complete dynasty for 15 years, though, so you guys could, you know, take a seat and rest for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. It is what it is. We'll we'll hold off with that type of talk till later. uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we'll go with the, the keys to the game for Brady and the Bucks now. So what do you think is the biggest thing the Bucks offense has to do to win this game? Um, well, we obviously all know that Brady literally gets the ball out of his hands at at the most two seconds. So I think a key to the offense is just Brady getting a lot of completions and like limiting turnovers because in the NFC Championship against the Packers, he did have three turnovers. And that almost cost them the game. They were up by they were up big and it kind of let the Packers into the game. And that's just something you can't do against the Chiefs. So I think getting a lot of completions, um, mid range, short range passes, um, and just yards after catch is also gonna be big. I think that's a key for the Bucks offense. Yeah, I think definitely turnovers is a big thing and teams often emphasize that in the Super Bowl. And um, I think red zone offense on the flip side is going to be a big thing because I said with the Chiefs, red zone defense will be big. I think red zone offense will be huge for the Buccaneers because they have to capitalize to be able to keep up with this Chiefs offense. So yeah, you got to find Mike Evans. You got to find Gronk. You got to find the big guys in the red zone at a that they have to be almost perfect in the red zone. They can't settle for field goals. The most they can do that is probably once. Like. It's just that yeah. um, they they have to score touchdowns when they are given the opportunity. And I think Tom Brady on two weeks of rest, I think he'll be well prepared to do that. And I think their red zone offense will be as good as it has been all year. Not nah, facts. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely getting guys like Leonard Fournette, getting the run game incorporated is going to be big with Leonard Fournette. They're just going to have to have an all-around great performance from everybody on that offense to be able to keep up with the Chiefs, I think. Mm. A.B. has to come back strong, by the way. Yeah. As I'm wearing my Steeler beanie hat right now, it is kind of <laughs> tough to see Le'Veon Bell and A.B. both in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I mean, one of them's going to have a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, too. Um, yeah. I don't know who I would root for, whether it's Le'Veon or AB because they kind of both did us dirty, but um, mm, I would say yeah, they both kind of did because I mean AB was more uh outspoken about it. I would say yeah, but uh, but Le'Veon, Le'Veon said, did hold. Yeah, no, nah, I'm just not gonna play. And he held out for less money. He that was a terrible decision. He should have stayed with the Steelers, honestly. But he might get a Super Bowl though, so he probably won't regret it. Yeah, I mean. Oh no! This isn't. We're, we didn't talk about the Steelers, but I mean, the Steelers did have a trash running game, so I think that would have helped their team out. 
Yeah. But um, nah, it's just they're both in the Super Bowl. Congrats for them. <laughs> Hard work pays off, bro. <laughs> Being the bigger man, I like it. So, mm. we'll we'll go to the Bucks defense and how they can possibly. I mean, I won't say contain the Chiefs' offense because that's pretty much impossible, but how they can maybe slow down the Chiefs' offense. And they're definitely going to have to get to the quarterback, but they can't really blitz as uh, you can bring up that stat you had from yesterday. Yeah, no, no. Um, Todd Bowles is a blitz-heavy defensive coordinator, um, and Mahomes is 17 touchdowns to zero interceptions mm-hmm. um, versus the blitz. So, um Nah, Todd Bowles is going to really need to work on disguising his um, defensive formations, disguising blitzes. I feel like a, a zone a zone blitz uh, defense is going to be uh, – might be good. I'm not sure. I'm not the defensive coordinator for the Bucks. Todd Bowles knows what he's doing. Um, so, yeah, no, nah, I have faith in him. I hope he can get the job done, make this game interesting. I think they're, they're going to have to get pressure – while not blitzing. They're going to have to get pressure while rushing only yep. four guys. And definitely having Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz out at those tackle spots, that's definitely going to help their pass rush. And the pass rush was also really, really good against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers last week. So they're going to have to be able to rush four guys and get to the quarterback. They're going to have to be able to Double Tyreek every play, pretty much. At least every play, he's down the field more than ten yards, and yeah. also going to be able have to be able to match up there, get the best matchups against Travis Kelsey. But the issue there is they don't really have a great coverage linebacker that they can put on him. So I mean, and he's he's too big for like having Antoine Winfield the safety on him. So I think Travis Kelsey's definitely the best, the, the biggest match of nightmare for them. But, I mean, maybe Levante David or Devin White can pull through. But I think the biggest thing is getting pressure without blitzing Patty because we all know Patty is very, very good against the blitz. And we all know he is from last time, too. Yeah, especially um, the Chiefs are missing two of their – they're missing their tackles. So um, that's just going to give the Bucks even more of an advantage. So, like, yeah, I, like you said – you need to have pressure. You need to pressure the quarterback on defense. Yeah. Otherwise, Bucks, you're just not going to win games. It's tough. No, the Bucks defense is really, really good. Got to give mm-hmm. them a lot of credit, but yep, it's it's going to be tough for them, I think. And hopefully, you're right. I do want this game to be entertaining, and the the way it should be entertaining is if the Bucks can hold them early, and then you know, hopefully, hold them throughout the game. And I mean, that's really the only way the Bucks would have a shot, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I could agree with that. So, but overall, seeing the Chiefs just tear apart the Bills in that short intermediate game, that's definitely very scary because, as I was saying before, the Bucks are going to have to watch Tyreek Hill at all times down the field. So, just the Chiefs can attack them in so many ways. And the Chiefs can run the ball with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's going to be back. So... A lot of people think he's going to have a huge game because the Bucks defense is going to be so spread out. So a lot's going to be on yeah. that D-line to pretty much do everything themselves because the secondary and that back half, they've got their hands full for sure. No, it's a fact. And the Chiefs, um, Le'Veon Bell is questionable, but I think he's going to play personally. It's the Super Bowl. 
Um, he gets hurt. He gets hurt. It's the last game of the season. Um, yeah. You need to go all out in the Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, that could be an upside for the Chiefs um, with their running game, too. Especially if you have a passing game in the NFL, you're going to have a running game unless you're the Steelers. So Yeah, definitely. I'm excited for this game, though. It's going to be a great one. I really hope. This is just – it's – um. It's just something we're never going to see again, I don't think. Just the, the greatest quarterback of all time versus someone who's going to be looking to knock him off the mountain and be the greatest of all time. So it's going to be yeah. such a good game. Yeah, that um, probably an eighth of the amount of fans, if that, are going to be in the stadium. I think, um, mm, I think they were letting in... I think it's like about a quarter capacity. I mean, Florida's got pretty oh, okay. lenient rules about all that yeah, type that's right. of stuff. So I, th- I want to say they had somewhere around 20,000. I'm going to look it up, though. You Here, you while I'm looking that up, you tell us who what Chiefs receiver you think will have the most uh, most yards in the game. Um. I think the casual guy, or I think the um, most popular answer to that question would be Tyreek Hill just because he's such a big play receiver. But like you said, the Chiefs are, or not the Chiefs, the Bucks are going to be double teaming. They're going to keep their eyes on Tyreek. And I think that Travis Kelsey is going to get those yards after the catch, receiving yards. I think Mahomes is going to be a like, pressured He's going to dump it off to Kelsey, and Kelsey's just going to get an extra 10 yards, and that's going to add up. Don't get me wrong. I think Tyreek Hill's going to have a big game. Normally, he always gets a big play to him literally every single game. It's crazy. So, yeah, I think I think Kelsey is going to get the most yards just because he's probably be targeted often. He's just going to run that little curl up the middle and um, get those get those tough, grimy yards. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And the attendance for the Super Bowl is twenty five thousand fans, so that's that's probably the most that any yeah. game has had. So that's that's definitely a lot, mm. and it's it's a it's a lot of um, uh, front front line workers. So that's that's definitely a great thing. So, but yeah, I would mm-hmm. I would agree with that Travis Kelsey take. I think he's gonna have a monster game because the Bucks don't have the best coverage linebackers, as I said before. And I think that short intermediate game will be popping since Tyreek is going to be the main guy they watch. So it'll be very interesting. And um, but I I think Kelsey is the right answer there, and I think I think he'll have a great game. What about the Bucks though? Who do you th- what Bucks receiver do you think will have the most yards? Um, just like Tyreek Hill, I think Mike Evans is another big play receiver. I think Brady is going to hit him often for those. 20-yard out routes, those deep plays. Um, Mike Evans is also a great receiver when, when it comes to catching up in traffic. Um, either that or I think Gronk could actually have a good game. And many people won't think that, but Gronk, just like Brady, has a lot of experience in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. So um, I think Gronk, just like Travis Kelsey, um is going to get those yards after the catch because the Bucks like to run that little tight end screen. Um, so this is going to be a very good matchup or or game in general for um, tight ends. Yeah, and Brady's going to want to find guys he trusts 
in the That's big moments because and they've both been in the Super Bowl how many times? I think they've played together. They played together against in the second Giants one, the Seahawks, not the Falcons, the Eagles and the Rams. So they've already played four Super Bowls together. So I think Gronk I think Gronk will have a good game. But yeah, ultimately I would go Mike Evans. I think finding him in the red zone is gonna be big. And I mean he's he's basically the best red zone receiver in the league. So I think Mike Evans is gonna be that guy this game. And Chris Godwin would probably normally be my answer, but he has he's had like seven drops this postseason, which is uncharacteristic of him. And yeah. you know, that slide just kinda makes makes me think Mike Evans will get the ball more. And they'll they'll trust him a bit more in the biggest game of pretty much both of their lives. So, yeah, I think Mike Evans is the is also the correct answer there. Oh God, that's facts. Yep. All right. So now basically we can just get into predictions. So, uh, I think I'll start here, and my prediction is the Chiefs win. I think my my score was thirty one to twenty four. And I don't think a lot of field goals will be scored. I think one for each team because they both know they've got to capitalize, as I said before. So 31-24 Chiefs. And as much as I want Brady to win as a New England Patriots fan and a Brady fan in general pretty much, I want Tom Brady to win. I want him to have a seven Super Bowl career. Uh, maybe more if he keeps going, but at least a seven Super Bowl career and extend that lead over Patrick Mahomes. So later down the line, he won't have a claim at the, the, the GOAT title. So, yeah, I definitely want the Buccaneers to win, but I think it'll be the Chiefs, honestly. I think the Chiefs just have too much firepower, and I think in the postseason down this run, they're just going to be unstoppable and just going to be a problem for years to come. I do think it'll be a close game, though. Obviously, Brady and Gronk and those guys have all that Super Bowl experience, so they know what to do. But I think the Chiefs will come out on top, and I think it will do it by a score of 31-24. to What about you, JJ? Nah, this is actually a game. This is a very important game legacy-wise for Brady, like you said, yeah. because if he wins this game, he's it, it's, it just makes it that much harder for Mahomes to um surpass him. Yeah, it's either a six Super Bowl lead or a four Super Bowl lead after after this game exactly. on Sunday. Yeah, so I mean yeah, um but everyone says that Brady's the GOAT. Everyone wants him to win a Super Bowl. And the Bucks have a very capable team to do that. But B U T all my homies hate Tom Brady. I don't like Tom Brady. It's more I don't want him to win over the fact that I think he's going to win. But, I mean, like, literally, the Chiefs are an NFL super team. They are up next when it comes to being the next dynasty in the NFL. And they just, they have a young quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. It's literally almost identical to Thomas Brady himself. So... I think the Chiefs are just up next to be the next New England Patriots, man. Yeah. Um, they have so many young players. I mean, 
that could go down. That could like mess up down the road when it comes to contracts. But if they care about winning, that dynasty is gonna stay together. Andy Reid's a great coach. He loves his hamburgers. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think the Chiefs are gonna win, man. I just think the Chiefs are gonna win. Yeah, you know it's it's. I mean, I hope it's a great game. Honestly, whoever wins deserves it. It's been a a weird season with COVID and all that, but I, I just hope it's a great game and a great. Uh, I hope it lives up to all the hype, honestly, because that's just an amazing matchup between Brady and Mahomes. That's pretty much once in a lifetime, honestly. Unless they do it again next year. Sam, you know, uh, last year when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl and the post-game interview, they asked Andy Reid, they're like, so yeah, what are you going to do after the Super Bowl win? <laughs> do, you know, do you know what he said? He said something about a cheeseburger, right? Yeah, he was like, I'm going to go home, I'm going <laughs> to sit on my couch, and I'm eat myself a burger. <laughs> That's the most down-to-earth thing someone could say, and he's filthy rich. Uh, but just for him to say that, it's just so funny. I love the dude. Funny, yeah. funny walrus-looking guy. Yeah, you, you um, can't hate Andy yeah. Reid, that's for sure. Such a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. So who's who's gonna be your Super Bowl MVP pick? Um. Well, yeah, we both say the Chiefs are gonna win, but mm-hmm. if the Bucks win, I think for the Bucks it's gonna be Brady. I think if the Chiefs win, it's gonna be Mahomes. The NFL yeah. or just football as a sport in general is extremely biased towards the quarterback position. Um, when you look at it, like these are the two most popular quarterbacks in the NFL. You got you got Thomas Brady, and then you got Patty Mahomes. Like. It doesn't get any bigger than that. So um, I think they're just going to win off of popularity. I feel like a lot of people are just going to be mad too if they don't, one of them don't get the MVP. So, yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah, you're probably right. But I want to – I think I'm going to go out on a, on a limb and I'm going to say Travis Kelsey will be the Super Bowl MVP. And I just think he'll be, That'd be that nice. dominant. And I think he'll have a, a type of game that Tyreek had against the Bucks originally with 200 yards, and I think he had three touchdowns. I think Kelsey will have that type of game because all their focus will be on Tyreek and stopping that deep ball. And I think Kelsey will go to the tune of, say, 12 receptions, maybe, I don't know, 200 yards or so, and I think definitely a couple of touchdowns. I think Kelsey's going to be absolutely huge and – I'm looking forward to see him dominate. But actually, I I um I forgot to mention something before, and that's playoff Lenny Leonard Fournette. I think he's gonna have a huge game too, and I think I think he could lead the Bucks in receiving yards, maybe receptions too, because he's been so great recently. And Brady has a track record of targeting those running backs and giving it to those running backs in the Super Bowl. Sony Michelle was huge in twenty eight and no, I think that was twenty nineteen against the Rams. James White was huge against the Falcons, and Shane Vereen was huge against the Seahawks. So I think Brady, if he wants to be conservative, sometimes I think Fournette's going to be that guy, and yeah. I just I think he's going to have a nice game as well. Unless maybe they get down early, though, I think. Maybe they'll have to stray away from that, but I would definitely say watch playoff Lenny Leonard Fournette in the the big game, the Super Bowl. So watch watch him as well. I just had to mention that. Yeah, um, 
I feel like if you're not a quarterback in this game and you are trying to win Super Bowl MVP, you have to surpass good. You need to break a record. I feel like that's like the only way. Like like Tyree Kill, like you need to have like two at least two hundred receiving. You have to do something that is going to catch everyone's eye. Otherwise, it's just gonna go to the quarterback. Um, that goes with awards too, like the Heisman too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Edelman did win it against the Rams though, by the way. Yep. He had a he had a really good game, but overall Brady had a pretty putrid game that game. So they really had to give it to Edelman. But yeah, you're right. They do have to have eye popping numbers and I'm I'm thinking Kelsey will though. I'm thinking Kelsey will. I would love that to happen. Mm. I I also would. Yeah. It's been a while since a tight end has won Super Bowl MVP. I don't know if it's ever happened, honestly. I mean, it probably has, but definitely not in the past few years. Unless Gronk. Yeah. I don't think Gronk ever did. I think it was always Brady in that one-time Edelman. Yeah, I don't even think Gronk did that good in the Super Bowls. Like, insanely, yeah. like, you know, like I said, eye-popping numbers, so. Yeah, um, he, he pretty much, yeah. he had that one touchdown against the Seahawks, and he had the, the big catch against the Rams, but not too much else besides that. So, yeah, I... I would agree with that, but definitely watch Gronk too on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, um, I think the weirdest um position was probably Von Miller to win yeah. Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, that's that was just because Peyton Manning was so washed at that point that he didn't even play very well. So Von Miller had a great game, and they just gave it to him. Yep. Basically, Facts. the quarterback has to have a pretty pretty dismal game for someone else to. But, you know, I don't think Patrick will. I think Kelsey will just be that great. Sounds good. I like that. Yeah. You got anything else to add? Because I'm pretty much done. Um. Well, no. Nah, I mean, we are having our first women referee um, <laughs> yeah, into the, in the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. And, yeah. yeah, Um. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. Yeah. But, I cannot wait to see all the memes. Um, <laughs> and it's all it's all fun and games too. It, it isn't serious. Um, and I just that. think I think I just think that even if a, another ref, it doesn't have to be her, but if a ref makes a bad call, I think everyone's just gonna point their fingers at her, and that stinks. Yeah, but at the same time, how, it's hilarious. Yeah, that's just how the uh, the internet works. That's how meme pages work. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're definitely right. Uh, all those meme pages were making them two weeks before the Super Bowl when that was announced. But yeah, obviously, props to her, props to all that. That's obviously an amazing accomplishment, but I think you're, you're dead on. The internet will probably, if there's not a great call, I think the internet will react that. That's that's a good hot take, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, um... What are the Vegas odds for over under on how many how many meme pages will do that? <sighs> Got to be like ten and a half at least. I think I think I think some brand new meme pages could like become mainstream. That's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if you if you create if you craft the perfect meme, dude. Yeah, bro, it's an instant a million followers, dude. You're set yeah. for life. Facts, facts. So, big opportunities for meme pages. You heard it here. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, facts. But uh, yes. Yeah. Now, Sam, I, I actually am surprised that um you're rooting for Brady. Yeah. Um, I think uh, most Patriots fans are. Most Patriots fans are. Because 
Uh, number one, I'm not really a big fan of the Chiefs, honestly. And, yeah. you know, I still am a Brady fan. I mean, honestly, I'm, I, I thought the Packers were definitely going to win the NFC Championship. And I, I was kind of rooting for them. But I'm I'm definitely not disappointed. It's Brady in the Super Bowl, and it'll be cool to watch. I'm I'm gonna be wearing my AB jersey though. By the way, that my uncle got me in like seventh grade. I'm gonna be wearing that. From, it's his Steelers jersey. That's you got a good. Steelers AB jersey, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I do too. Laying around somewhere. Actually, it might be ashes by now. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Along with my Le'Veon Bell jersey. <laughs> nah, yeah, dude. No. I'm I actually that. made a bet. I actually made a bet with a friend in middle school. Um, mm-hmm. when the Steelers played the Patriots in the AFC Championship, and it was, uh, whatever oh, team you, won. I already know you lost that. I already know you. Yeah, lost. yeah, yeah. I <laughs> took the L, but I mean, it was whoever won had to wear the other team. So like, Ooh. we would bring in our jerseys and wear the other team's jerseys. So my friend That's Eric, safe. he brought a Rob Gronkowski jersey, home jersey. And I had to wear that for the whole school day, and it was funny. I was wow. going to give him the Roethlisberger jersey that I had, but um, it was only a dream. Never came true, so, yeah. Never came true. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> All right, so that was that was a good podcast. That pretty much just wraps it up. Uh, we talked Matt Stafford trade, talked the Super Bowl keys to the game predictions, all that type of stuff. Even got some some meme culture in at the end there, which by the way we yeah. do not condone. We do not condone memes here at American Sports. This is purely hot takes that they will happen. We do not support them. Okay, that's just a disclaimer. <laughs> Don't cancel American Sports podcast, please. <laughs> I'm gonna cancel it. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't do that. I'm offended bro. by the words I said, Sam. Nah, but we don't got enough viewers for that. We're chilling. We're chilling. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Thank you, man, for coming on. It was a pleasure having you. And, uh, you know, also check out his his podcast, The Real Talk Podcast. It's it's JFoxYT on YouTube, right? Uh, Just JFox. But, yeah. Just JFox, Uh, yeah. We could put a link in the description. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's facts. I will do that. So, uh, yeah. Sam, um, yeah, no, thank you for having me on, and thank you for also tolerating doing this a complete second time. I'm oh, yeah. buying a new microphone setup. I'm gonna get it that better situated. come out good, bro. It better nah, come nah, out nah. good. I'm, I'm literally, I've been watching, like, the audio waves go, and there's no spikes or anything, so it yeah. looks completely fine. Um, and not nah, literally, dude, I really hope all's well. I hope the best for your podcast in the future. Um... If I could figure out what's going on with my side, definitely love to have you back on. Um, yes. Yeah, that's all I got to say. Thanks for having me on, bro. Yeah, no, thank you for coming. I'll definitely have you on going into the draft and all and free agency and all that type of stuff. It'll be a good right, time. Bet. So, And I'd like Sounds to fun. start podcasting more, so that's definitely a goal. So anyhow, you know, on the American Sports side, check out American Sports blog just at americasports.blog. Pretty much in any search engine you'll find. This podcast will be available on Apple Podcasts or so drop a review and Spotify as well. Like, follow, all that type of stuff there. Yes, sir. And Anchor is our provider. So this is also going to be on a host of other smaller platforms, but those are the two main ones. 
and go to the Instagram at America Sports Blog, which is basically has links and posts to everything. So if you check that out, you will be all set in terms of content. So thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day or night and peace out.